Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights, and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to Expert Opinion. I'm Michael Dula. We're joined today by world-renowned illustrator Paul Waring. Paul Waring's illustrative work has touched the world's greatest brands, including Herman Miller, IBM Fortune, Bang & Olufsen, the Royal Bank of Scotland, Harvard Business Review, and the Wall Street Journal. Whether it's his large-scale installations at General Mills, his multitude of imagery for luxury retailer Neiman Marcus, or his worldwide campaign for United Airlines, one thing is for sure, Paul's distinct artistic touch can be seen around the globe. Paul joins us from London. Paul, welcome. Well, thank you, Michael. It's very nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's good to have it's you great here, Paul. to be here. As an illustrator, Paul, um, an artist, an image maker, can you describe a little bit uh, the look of your style for our listeners? That's probably the toughest question ever. It's always describing something to across uh, on an audio that's a very visual thing, but I guess the essence of it is it has a contemporary look. A lot of the influences that uh, arise in my work come from, I, I guess, mid centuries type of styling. So my interest in things like uh, things like Charles and Raheem's type furniture, uh, some of the artists who are working in that period come through in my work in one way or another. What, what I guess it has is it has a, I guess a kind of familiarity in one respect, but a freshness and hopefully bring another freshness to it in another way. As with a lot of things, um, influences come from childhood, and I drew, made things all the time as a kid. Um, it was recent, very interesting. Recently, I went back to my mum's home. She was clearing out a lot of stuff, and there were craft books that I'd worked with, things to do with paper sculptures, and I couldn't believe it. I saw stuff there that uh, echo now in my work now, and it's funny how things like that kind of come through. And that was a period in the 60s, um, so a lot of the styling that you may see in my work now is still reminiscent of some of the things that I was doing then. So it's peculiar how things from a while ago crop up in your work nowadays. Tell us a little bit about your creative process. Do you create for yourself or do you create for your, your client's audience? How do, you, how do you create? They tend to mix. They tend to merge. A lot of it will be... I, I love making imagery. I love making images, and I always have. Since as long as I can remember, I started making things, drawing. And so I've always had that in me. So I produce work for myself, whether or not it's you know has an application anywhere or not. But what is great is when you get work with a client who has a view and wants to harness your work and take it further forward. That way there's a interaction between the two. You can, you know, you, they'll bring something towards what you do and you'll add something to what they, they want to achieve. Mm, you, you talked a little bit about how you create for yourself. How does your mind think when it comes to reaching your client's audience to draw them in? Oh, that's, um, I guess it's, what you really want to do is, I listen a lot to what the client talks about at the initial briefing and where their position is and where they're moving in terms of taking their product or brand. And to listen to a lot of that and look at what's going on in the existing market with their competitors and try and then do something which, 
it doesn't repeat some of the things that other people do. Um, so they have their own distinct individual characteristic, and they tell their own the story that is relevant to their company, their history, or or their characteristic, and try and get across some of the essence of what the company or the product is about. Paul, do you spend a lot of time um, researching your clients, researching the background? It, it seems like there's a lot of, of, of learning. Much as possible. I also try and keep abreast of uh, you know a lot of current affairs, things that are happening, say, in retail, fashion, or anything like that. And in a previous life, or alongside all of the illustration I did, I used to work as a design consultant, advising retailers on trends, colors, products, they should be developing. That involved, you know, going around the world, looking at what everybody was doing. And it also involved going to various trade shows to see what the, the newest colors that were coming in were and reading a lot. So that kind of background feeds into what I do now, um, as well as the artistic and creative side, which may be more personal to me. There's also an awareness of the more commercial aspects and social trends that seem to be you know, manifesting themselves across a broader spectrum of areas. Well, you, you talked a little bit about color and, and trends in color. How does color play out in your work, and how does color influence, you know, your thoughts, it's, it's, uh, conveying imagery? It, for me, color is absolutely key, um, you know, and taken back to one of my first art history teachers, a fantastic charismatic man who basically in his lectures would tell you color is the first thing anybody sees, and essentially I think he's right. After that, you see form and then line. And so it's key for me. One of my earliest trainings was actually being trained as a textile designer, a print textile designer. And color is so key in that area. So the understanding that I think I learned and built up working within that area now feeds very much into what I do now in creating my imagery and illustrations. So it's one of the most wonderful things you can have. You can almost tell a story with color. And if the colors aren't right in something, it never quite works for some reason. If they're right, things fly and this thing. And you'll see how much care people put into that when they apply it to areas of business like branding, the enormous amount of energy and focus on detail that people do in trying to get people to have their individual look, an individual color, an individual stamp. When I look at your illustrations, there is color harmony and balance and uh, color complexity that happens throughout your illustrations. And it does seem fundamental when I, when I look at a Paul Waring illustration, uh, whether you're using three colors or a hundred colors, there's a certain harmony that takes place. Does color come naturally when you put it down? Do you go through a lot of experimentation? How do you, how do you arrive with the final color balance but when I work, what I tend to do is um, uh, everything is generated in computer, and I work almost exclusively in computers now. So when I begin a job, I'll bring in, into the file that I'm working in, I'll bring in several pieces of work that I think relate. I'll bring in images and colors and things that I think are pertinent to that particular job. And then I'll just begin playing. A lot of more conceptual work, I don't have a an overall idea of where I want to get to, but I don't have a specific idea. So there's a degree of playing around with things and drawing things mm. and so that you can take things from, you know, fairly crude colouring into very subtle colouring and it gives 
the work or the sense of the work a very, very different feel, whichever way you skew it. It's amazing to me the vastness of your work in terms of the, the application, uh, whether it's on the side of a building in an ad, whether it's you know digital up on a website. Your work is so vast in terms of its application. Paul, what, what different types of commissions are you getting from the corporate world? Well, I guess the, the probably some of the ones are what you expect. I've just completed a, a branding for a firm of local barristers here in London, but they're essentially attorneys who argue your case in court. So just um, guess website and produce imagery for them for business-to-business advertising. Been working on a fairly fairly highly produced coffee table book for a motor manufacturer on some of the aspects of the technology they're producing. Those are the types of things I've been working on most recently. But as you say, it can be very broad. I also work consistently with my brother, who is also a designer. Um, we produce, an almost opposite extreme, we produce things like leather wool installations, which are stitched and quilted leather walls. One of those earlier this year was just installed um, in a hotel in Portland. What's great is to get a bit of variety. I really enjoy that when you get up different types of work and different applications. It's very exciting when that happens. Is there a difference between working with consumer brands and corporate brands? Sometimes there is. Sometimes things move uh, have to, just because of the pace of things with retail brands. Things move at a faster pace, or they have to be. So they're slightly more predetermined. Sometimes with corporate brands, and, and especially if some of the projects where you're building maybe a library and a corporate look, there's a, a slightly more organic growth or a development period in developing the look. And just partly because a lot of parties need to be involved in the decision-making. Also, there aren't the pertinent deadlines that you might get if you're launching a product in a certain time at a certain point in the year. So sometimes it can that get a little bit gentler, and it can be a little bit more, I guess, of a consultation and back and forth between between uh, the various parties. Well, when I look at your illustrations, you know, I, I can derive so many stories and, and ideas that pour out of your imagery. You know, when when I look at your illustrations, whether they be more minimalistic, whether they be more complex, each one seems to hold a story. When you think about storytelling throughout your work, how big of a factor does it play through your work? I think it's quite a big uh, factor. Not necessarily in a, a very sort of, I guess, straightforward type of narrative, almost like a storyboard, not necessarily like that. I certainly do do work with clients where we'll do a resultant thing, where, and we did that with some of the work we recently did with Elsevier, where you got a sense of actions happening after doing one thing or another. But a lot of my work will involve layering of imagery, subtle patterns, and sometimes patterns which tell a story. And they might not be immediately obvious. For example, I did a bit I had a great commission that was for Sinai Medical Center to develop a book promoting their child acute sickness ward. And in that, we had a, a child being picked up. And within the child, there was a repeat pattern of more and more child. So you got the sense that it was caring for children and not just one child, but more child, numerous children. Sorry, that sounds a bit gobbledygook there. Uh, <laughs> so it didn't really flow off the tongue yeah, too well. No, but, uh, no, it's great. But, um, it, but that's the way, I guess that's the way I kind of like to tell the stories. Yeah, well, there seem to be these beautiful motifs, you know, that are told through your illustrations without words, um, and it's fantastic to see. 
Paul, I've, I've gotten to know you and your work through our, our client, Elsevier. Can you talk about your recent work for them? Well, what a fantastic job to begin with. It was a real pleasure working with everybody involved and very challenging. It's not that often that a client will come to you and they want to base their whole look and brand around a lot of the handwriting or graphic handwriting that you produce. So it's fantastic in that respect. And then it's fantastic because there's so much scope. They do so many interesting things that the scope for producing interesting imagery is amazing. One of the things that was especially nice with them about the job or was interesting about the job is they liked what your colleague Drew termed as visual wit, that you would get the idea of a tree within a head that signified knowledge, but it was because it was to do with digital and digital downloads. The tree's roots were then made out of a circuit board. Sounds slightly trite when you say it, but when it's illustrated in the right way, it can be beautiful and it can work so nicely and tell a story in a very succinct way. Visually rich, such a beautiful landscape of work. It was a great experience working with you uh, on Elsevier and helping to re-image Elsevier. So as we talk about creativity and we talk about business branding, in your experience, what role does creativity play in the world of B2B, business branding? I think creativity everywhere is important, but especially in branding. Differentiate your company, get your company to tell its unique story, to have somebody come in with a creative spark to create it and add a creative idea of how you can do that, I think is so important. I think it's absolutely key. Without it, you're not innovative, and so it, it is absolutely absolutely one of the cornerstones, I would imagine. Paul, what a what a spark of brilliance you add with your, you know, your beautiful style and your contributions as an artist. So, Paul, in in your work and in, in daily life, who do you admire? What who gives you inspiration? Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, there are so many. I mean, there's so many different artists and people, broader fields than just the arts and design. It's difficult to to name any. I did an interview the other day and people were asking me if I had any inspirational teachers and there have been so many. One of the first ones was a chap called Gordon Kelsey who taught me at the age of 16 and really inspired me. It just starts from there. I could go on, you know, family, friends. I love work. It's a lot of the time the joy in a job is actually the people that you work with. And if you're working with either good clients and good agencies, good art directors, it can, the job can fly and be amazing. So that can be inspiring in itself. But it's the normal people like Nelson Mandela, those kinds of people. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how, tell me, how, how do people reach you? Well, you can Google me. I should, you should come to my website. I have a fantastic agent in the States, Brendan Johnson. United Kingdom, I'm represented by the Central Illustration Agency. But if you type in my name, get the correct spelling, you should start seeing stuff of mine on my website. should come up. So if anybody wants to get in touch, you know, that, those are the routes to do it. Mm. Well, Paul, it's, it's been exciting. Uh, it's been an honor to have you on the program. We appreciate your work, your energy, uh, your beautiful style. Well, thank and you very much, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. It's been a pleasure being on it.